Good morning, 7 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. Wichita Police investigating two shootings. We have the story. House Committee looking at the growing threat from China. I'm Ted Woodward. Those details just ahead. I'm Rodney Price. The Wichita City Council discusses banning single-use plastic bags, the kind you get at the grocery store. That story is coming up. A Wichita woman has been sentenced for a fatal DUI accident. I'm Dan O'Neill. I'm KNSS, meteorologist and holiday. Yesterday we hit 68 for the high in Wichita, and today will be just a little bit cooler. Our full forecast is on the way in just a few minutes. Three Kansas City police officers were shot last night. They are expected to survive. A police standoff was called with a suspect or suspects in the case. As early as this morning, it was still going on. According to the Missouri Highway Patrol, the Jackson County Drug Task Force requested Kansas City police to serve a search warrant. The officers knocked on the door and announced their presence. And when attempting to enter the home, they were shot by someone inside. It's unknown if anyone inside the home was injured. But again, three police officers shot in Kansas City. They are expected to survive. And a standoff apparently continues at this hour. The House of Representatives is holding a bipartisan hearing on the growing threat from China. Fox's Chad Pergram reports. The GOP House long ago planned for this committee to focus on China, but recent episodes served as a wake-up call for Congress. There's a race between Washington and Beijing. The biggest concern for many lawmakers is the threat China poses to Taiwan. Some lawmakers want to give Taiwan the weapons it needs to stave off an invasion. Lawmakers are now working on a host of ways to fight China. One bill would ban TikTok. Another bill would make national security a factor when selling farmland near American military bases. And some committee members are also calling on lawmakers to address the ongoing opioid crisis in the United States. Police are investigating a shooting in East Wichita Tuesday evening. Police answered a shooting call in the 3100 block of George Washington Boulevard. Officers discovered that an argument between two males resulted in one of them being shot, victim hospitalized in critical condition. No suspect information was immediately released. A woman was injured in a shooting in South Wichita yesterday afternoon, the 2000 block of South Grove. First responders finding a woman in her 20s with a gunshot wound to the chest. She was hospitalized in stable condition. Investigators believe there was some sort of a dispute between two women that escalated to a physical altercation on the front porch of a house. No arrests have been made. At a city council workshop Tuesday, the board heard from the city's task force assigned to studying whether or not to ban the use of single-use plastic bags. The task force began its work in January 2020, and a survey that year revealed that 71% of Wichitans agreed with banning their use. The city could see a savings of over $309,000 a year by banning the bags. It would also foster a healthier environment and cleaner city, as the bags often end up as trash along the roadways and can be eaten by wildlife. Around 35 local companies and even larger ones like Trader Joe's and Costco have made the transition. A representative from Kroger says they also have a plan. We plan to phase out plastic bags by 2025. So while I don't have a specific timeline as to when our Dillon stores here um, in Wichita would see that transition, um, we do expect that work to move pretty quickly. There's no word on what the city's next steps will be. Rodney Price, KNSS News. A woman has been sentenced to prison for the traffic death of a man on a motorcycle in southeast Wichita. 27-year-old Leah Garcia was sentenced to 32 months in prison. 
with 24 months of post-release. On August 11, 2021, at Pawnee and Woodlawn, Garcia's eastbound car turned in front of a westbound motorcycle driven by 24-year-old Albert Ortiz Carrasco, who dined at the scene. Garcia did not stop following the crash and drove northbound on Woodlawn. Deputies later found Garcia's car at her home in the 900 block of South Fabrique. In January, Garcia pled guilty to driving under the influence and leaving the scene of an accident. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. Chicago Mayor Lori, uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot has lost her re-election bid. Mayor Lightfoot losing after coming under fires. The city's seen some dramatic increases in crime, but she told supporters Tuesday night... I'm grateful that we work together to remove a record number of guns off our streets, reduce homicides and started making real progress on public safety. The top vote-getter, Paul Valos, the former Chicago school CEO, told his supporters... Public safety is the fundamental right of every American. It is a civil right. Valos goes up against the candidate who got the second-most votes, Cook County Commissioner Brandon Johnson. They'll go head-to-head in a runoff election April 4th. Jill Nato, Fox News. KNSS News time now, 7.05, five minutes past 7 o'clock. Senior night in Lawrence, KU men's basketball, close game. We'll have highlights here from Coach Self coming up in sports. Conservatives are gathering for a big meeting in the nation's capital. That story just ahead on the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. The KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted now, 7.08. Eight minutes past seven o'clock. At today's meeting, the Sedgwick County Commission will consider construction of a tall communications tower. Commission Chair Pete Meitzner tells KNSS News. Somebody wants to put a 195-foot wireless, you know, tower outside of Derby in the in the county. And that's got a little attention. I guess you they can build them for 160 foot without any problem. But when you go over that, it, it goes into some zoning stuff. So I'm... As long as it doesn't run into any of, the, of our tankers, you know, landing at McConnell. <laughs> Meissner commented during his weekly chat with Stephen Ted in the morning on KNSS. Conservatives gathering for a big meeting in the nation's capital. CPAC, or the Conservative Political Action Conference, begins today in Washington. The landmark convention and symposium for conservative politicians, campaign professionals, and media had been meeting in Florida and Texas the past couple of years due to pandemic restrictions in the D.C. area. Attendees often spend a long weekend of work sessions, keynote addresses, gala dinners, and religious services. CPAC is produced by the American Conservative Union. Eben Brown, Fox News. A different approach in Oregon, where a proposed bill would hand out cash to the homeless and those on the brink of homelessness. The measure would provide the state's homeless population with a thousand bucks a month that they could use at their own discretion. Those who spend more than 50 percent of their household income on rent and those who earn 60 percent less of the area median income would also be eligible for the money. The legislation would also establish a group to study how effective long-term cash assistance would be across different demographics and household populations. Chris DeMeo, Fox News. A two-year-old in Alabama has died after being left in a hot car. His father has been arrested. This is a terrible, terrible tragedy. Uh, this community is, uh, 
uh, is shot. Atmore, Alabama, Police Chief Chuck Brooks speaking to Fox affiliate WALA. Authorities say 52-year-old Sean Roundsavel left work to pick up his two-year-old son from daycare Monday, but was told the child was not dropped off that morning. Roundsavel then discovered the child in the backseat of his vehicle, rushing him to the hospital, where he was later pronounced dead. Temperatures in South Alabama neared 80 degrees on Monday. Roundsavel is now facing a charge of reckless murder. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 7 11, 11 minutes past 7 o'clock. So far this morning in traffic, things are looking okay out there. Gasoline prices, not really seeing any change there. And it's but at least one of the stations moving its uh, price up to three nineteen a gallon at uh, one of their locations. However, not really seeing much uh, trending that way. Still two ninety nine for the most part. In fact, I saw two ninety six near Pawnee and Hillside. Traffic update from ninety eight seven at thirteen thirty KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. Now the KSN Storm Tracker 3 forecast with Kansas Today meteorologist Ronnell Williams. Good morning, Ronnell. Hey, good morning, Stephen Ted. How you guys doing? Wow. Good, good. Really good. Fine. Yeah, I feel like, uh, you know, as we've gone through this week, it's been smooth sailing, right? But we, we are going to encounter, you know, that bump in the road. It looks like it's going to be tomorrow into Friday. We do have at least one more day to enjoy before we'll really need to keep an eye on things, though. Uh, things are going to be just fine for our, uh, our Wednesday. Also, you know, I'm not only happy Wednesday, but happy March to you guys. It's March Yay! already. Yes, March 1st. I, I feel... Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm not going to lie when I say this. I feel like we were just talking about the start of February, but, uh, you know, time just continues to tick on, right? So as we kick off the 1st of March, uh, things pretty nice out there. You will notice some minor changes, a few more clouds as we turn partly cloudy. Uh, we'll also uh, begin to uh, shave off some of the warmth that we've seen over the last couple of days. Officially 68 degrees yesterday, only dropping down to 62. So, yeah, technically cooler, but still mild, still pleasant out there for this time of year. And a breeze at 8 to 18 miles an hour shouldn't be too gusty. We'll see the cloud cover just continue to increase later on tonight, though, staying mainly dry after dark as we dip back down to 34 degrees. Chilly, but should be able to stay above freezing with a northeast breeze at 10 to 20 miles an hour. And then we'll jump up to a 50% chance of rain as we go through our uh, our Thursday tomorrow. High of 45 degrees. So colder, nothing we haven't seen this season, though, is it's not going to be bitterly cold out there, but throw in a northeast breeze at 10 to 25 miles an hour, and we'll likely have wind chills in the 20s to 30s most of the day. Uh, once we get into our Thursday night, here's where we'll start to see a switch from rain to a mix and possibly even some snow expecting a low of 30 degrees thursday night so we will dip down just below freezing and then we'll have a 20 percent chance of snow into friday morning where we'll still have to keep an eye on roads and keep an eye on that commute 49 for our friday high though so still a bit chilly out there but then jumping back up to 57 on saturday 65 degrees on sunday so it's not going to take too long for those temperatures to uh, bounce back and we'll keep the warmth as well as the dry quiet conditions into the start of next week as well 65 monday 61 tuesday uh, we may see things cool off a bit more right now going with a high of 57 on wednesday but uh, those temperatures may continue to come down after that i think that's going to be the next thing that we'll be keeping an eye on right now we're at 42 degrees with mostly cloudy conditions. A north breeze at 15 miles an hour, bringing that wind chill down to 34. All right. Thank you, Ronnell. The uh, KSN Storm Tracker 3 forecast with Kansas Today meteorologist Ronnell Williams. And today is, of course, the 1st of March.
a Wednesday morning and another beautiful sunny day across central Kansas Tuesday. Wichita's high temperature yesterday was 68 degrees, normal high 53. And on this date in 1888, an F3 tornado tore through Sedgwick and Harvey counties. It had a track of 20 miles long, around 100 yards wide, killed two people and injured 15. That was in 1888, long before our time, right? On this date in 1954, four Puerto Rican nationalists opened fire from the spectators' gallery of the U.S. House of Representatives, wounding five members of Congress. So in case you weren't aware of it, uh, that uh, Howard House has been accosted before, (laughs) not just uh, on January, that that, uh, thing that happened last January. Actor-director Ron Howard. 69 years old today. Ronnie Howard. Little Ronnie Howard. O- Opie Taylor. Been in show business his entire life. Happy days. His dad was an actor, too. Yeah, he's 69. He's an Oscar winner for directing, and he's, yeah, he's, done, some, he's done some pretty doggone good films. He's had a very tell. interesting career. I think he's, a, he's, a, he's really a talented guy, so he's having a birthday. 69 years old today. And he seems like someone that everybody likes. Yeah. He seems like somebody you could sit down and have yeah. a nice chat with, and he wouldn't be too big of a, too big of a star, you know. Uh, I want to say a quick shout-out to Joe DeBrava at Carl's Tire, one of our sponsors, of course. Mm-hmm. But yesterday, I, uh, Monday, after the rain, I got out my, my old tribute, my old Mazda tribute. The old faithful. And it started, but it wouldn't keep running. So, oh, oh, no. Yeah, so I had, uh, had to take, I had to take my wife's car to work for a couple of days. But anyway, we got the tribute down to Joe at uh, Carl's Tire yesterday afternoon and uh, in morning, and, and within about three hours, he had it fixed for good, me. Good, good. Had to buy a part and uh, get it installed, but he had, it was prompt and helpful service to Car- at Carl's. And uh, Joe, thank you. He's By the way, they're opening another store down south. Yeah. And uh, he's all excited about that. I know so, he is. So, yeah. Joe's uh, having, having a good time there. Yeah, he's going to have to work twice as hard, you know. <laughs> and that's, yesterday afternoon, Shelly had some uh, jewelry needed to be f- taken care of. So she went to one of our... Uh, friends and local sponsor, Dan Hernandez out of Powell Jewelry. And Dan is a guy who I have known for a long time. He at one point was selling, he was, he was uh, selling uh, radio. He was an advert. He was an associate as, what do they call him? What do we call him? Not associates. Uh, account executive. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. And so I got to know him at that time. This because everybody been, knows what that means. A long time ago, they got in the jewelry business, and he's done very well there at Powell. And it was good. I well, they were. My wife was doing the jewelry stuff. He and I just sat there and chatted for a while. But it's nice to have uh, you know to know these people who advertise with Steve and Ted. They're local people, and to get to know them and like them. And of course, when you come to jewelry, of course, you've also got uh, uh, Mike Mike Seltzer, mm-hmm. and he's been he's but he's done radio for years. I love Mike, supporting local businesses. Yeah, yeah, Mike loves radio. It's good to have those guys. All right, it's uh, seven seventeen, and I'm kind of looking forward to this evening, Ted. We've is going to get to do a, an MC job with my good friend uh, Susan Peters. It's the uh, Junior Achievement thing, and uh, it's, it's the Wichita Business Kansas Business Hall of Fame, uh, and they have, they have four people they induct every year. And this year it's going to be that's uh, going to be Ron Draper from Textron and Larry Fleming from LDF Companies and uh, Todd Lair from Leading Technology Composites. That's LTC, and uh, and Jill Hatton from the Don Hatton Dealerships and Pink Saloon. Boutique. We'll have some kids from Junior Achievement. We'll bring them up on stage and interview them. That's always kind of interesting. You never know what's going to happen there. But yeah, it's, uh, uh, Susan and I have been doing this uh, together, this uh, MC job for a long time, and we're looking forward to seeing our friends at Junior Achievement tonight. Where's that at? That's at the, at the hangar at Docks. 
Okay. With the airplane there, with a big shiny airplane in the middle. Nice. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. 718, Steve and Ted in the morning here on KNSS. And Ted Woodward's on sports as always this morning. Hey, big news for the Jayhawks, right, sir? Yep, we look up at Lawrence last night for college men's basketball action. Third ranked Kansas hosting Texas Tech. Senior night for the Jayhawks. So bidding farewell to the two seniors on the roster. And, boy, neither team, Texas Tech couldn't make three-pointers. KU struggled on offense as well. It turned out to be kind of a low-scoring game, and it was tight. But down the stretch, it was the Jayhawks on home court coming through on both ends of the floor. You heard the action on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Isaacs will drive for a two. Missed it off the side of the backboard. Rebound McCuller. He passes ahead to Wilson. Up the floor to Dick, to Wando. Two-hand layup, good. KU goes up five. Yeah, Jayhawks win it close. 67-63 was the final score as the Jayhawks now on a seven-game winning streak. After the game, KU head coach Bill Self. It was pretty good with the exception of, uh, did you say ugly? It was ugly. It was ugly because we shot it so bad. We shot it awful. We only had five turnovers and and got wide-open looks. And Of the threes that we missed, uh, the 18 we missed, I bet you 16 were wide open. But but uh, but no, you're right. That was that. And, and and the more we missed, the we started shooting the ball at the fair, you know, where the ball could barely actually fit inside the goal. <laughs> but, but the Jayhawks did win at 67-63, the final score. Jayhawks have now won their home finale, senior night, 40 years in a row. And with that win, KU clinches at least a share of the conference title. Their 64th conference title. Wow. That's the most in NCAA history. How about that? Senior on senior night, Jalen Wilson led the way with 21 points. The defending national champion Jayhawks are now 25-5 and on the season. Over in Manhattan, we have senior night tonight for Kansas State. The 11th-ranked Wildcats hosting Oklahoma tonight on senior night. K-State honoring its six seniors. Kansas State is on a three-game winning streak right now. The Wildcats are 22-7 and on the season. That'll tip off at 7 o'clock tonight. FanDuel has K-State as a 6.5-point favorite on home court. College women's basketball, Wichita State, plays its regular season finale tonight. The Shocker ladies are on the road at Houston, a place they've never won. Shockers at Houston. Steve Strain will have live coverage of the Shocker women at 6.45 this evening, and that is on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. High school basketball, sub-state action last night in Class 3A boys action in sub-state quarterfinals. Kingman wins on the road, wins at Chaparral, 75-69. The Kingman boys advance into the sub-state semifinals with 11 wins on the season. Pro basketball in the NBA last night. The Toronto Raptors win at home, beat the Chicago Bulls 104-98. Starting at guard for the Raptors, former Wichita State Shocker Fred Van Vliet. Nine more assists for Fred. He also had six rebounds. The Raptors have won eight of their last ten. They're the number nine spot in the Eastern Conference. By the way, Fred is in the top 20 in the NBA in assists. He averages about seven a game, and he got another nine last night. Wow. Nine assists for Fred. That is sports with Stephen Ted. 722, Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Keep it here for house call for health. Doctors are concerned that Americans are not as concerned about their own health as they are about their vehicles. That's coming up, Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Steve and Ted in the morning on This is Stephen Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. 
Good morning, Steve McIntosh, Ted Woodward, 7.30 on this Wednesday morning, March 1st, and 40 degrees. At least 36 people have been killed in a train crash in Greece. Hundreds were on board the train from Athens to Thessaloniki when it collided head-on with a freight train just before midnight. Within seconds, a fiery wreck. There was panic, says the survivor. It was chaos, tumbling over, fires, cables hanging, broken windows, people screaming, people trapped. Many passengers were students returning home after celebrating carnival. Rescue work is ongoing, but there's not yet any word as to the cause of this disaster. Jonathan Savage, Fox News. If a proposed ordinance is passed, you'd be able to shoot aerial fireworks legally in Wichita. Acting Fire Marshal Chris Dugan said enforcement efforts that began five years ago haven't done much to curb the distribution of illegal fireworks in the city. We also attempted to address ongoing enforcement efforts. Um, It remains clear that regardless of how, if or when we modify the ordinance, um, our enforcement efforts need, need some work. A $10 permit would allow you to shoot aerial fireworks on your property legally between July 1st and the 4th, between 10 a.m. and midnight. Now, those fireworks would still be illegal to shoot from public property. That would include streets and cul-de-sacs. Bottle rockets would remain illegal as well. That's a state law. A first-time violation in Wichita would cost you $1,000. Another casino may be coming to Park City. An application was filed a Tuesday with the state of Kansas on behalf of Boyd's Gaming. The group also operates the Kansas Star Casino in Mulvane. State law now allows historic race horse race machines to be in one facility in Sedgwick County. The machines would look and play like slot machines. Boyd's Gaming spokesman David Stroh says they would plan to add some amenities to make it a destination rather than just a a casino complex. There's going to be a casino right down the road from us. The Crosswinds Casino is just right down the road. So it's a competitive market. And so to succeed, you have to offer more than just putting slot machines in a building. If the commission approves the application, construction could begin soon, uh, soon after that on land just to the south of Hartman Arena. The U.S. Supreme Court considering arguments it heard regarding President Biden's student loan forgiveness program. Fox's Shannon Bream has more from the Supreme Court. Six states arguing the Biden administration does not have the legal authority to issue nearly a half billion dollars in student loan forgiveness say the move is executive overreach that needs congressional approval. If nearly a half trillion dollars is going to be canceled off the federal government's balance sheet, that's something that should come through Congress. That's Nebraska Solicitor General Jim Campbell. The administration argues that it is allowed to make changes to student loan plans because the HEROES Act passed in 2003 allows for those changes when there's a national emergency like the COVID pandemic. In Washington, Ryan Schmelz, Fox News. The court is expected to make a ruling sometime in June. The president is headed back to Baltimore, Maryland today to speak with fellow Democrats as the party waits for a formal announcement that he's running for a second term. The president will speak at the annual House Democratic Caucus Issues Conference. This year, the conference is in Baltimore, and Democrats are meeting after President Biden said this in Virginia Beach Tuesday in a speech that focused on health care, as he announced he'll roll out his budget March 9th. I want to make it clear, I'm going to raise some taxes. 
He promised that no one making under $400,000 a year would be impacted. While the president has not yet formally announced he's running in 2024, First Lady Jill Biden said in a recent interview she's all for another run and that the president is not finished with what he started. In Washington, D.C., Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. And now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. A cool front is swept across south-central Kansas that will bring in slightly cooler air, but still running above average today. Mostly sunny with a high 62 later on this afternoon. Partly cloudy, breezy, colder tonight, tello 32. And we'll see rain move in late tomorrow with a high 46, with a changeover to snow possible Thursday night. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. Now a clear sky, 40 degrees. We have a north wind at 15 miles per hour. 734, Stephen Head in the morning here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. And it's a Wednesday morning. That means it's time for us to check in with Tom Hine from the Kansas Department of Transportation to see what's going on with the highways and byways around our city. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Stephen Ted. Hello. Are all the uh, highways open this morning? Right now they are. Okay. It's going to change at 9 o'clock. All this week, and including all day Saturday, we have some closures at the North Junction projects. We now have two projects up there. So not only are we working at the direct North Junction, but we're also working all the way south past 29th Street on I-135. So so the work zone has extended, and that speed limit in that work zone is 50 miles an hour. And I think some people were surprised yesterday when the Kansas Highway Patrol got out there and, and notified them of that. Oh, Ooh. they reminded them, I guess, huh? Yeah, sometimes it takes a little bit of a discussion. Yes, yes, yes a gentle reminder. Well, I, of course, I, I see people going through those work zones all the time, just lickety-split. They don't even pay attention to them. And they're there for a reason, and, and the reason is because you've got people out there who are who are working in those zones, right? Absolutely, and, and we have so many contractors on those two projects that uh, – probably 10 or 15 subcontractors on each project. So they they might all be working on one day, and and other days you might see just a few of them. But nonetheless, when the work zone is posted, it's posted, and that's it. And I don't think the Highway Patrol is going to give much leniency here because it's it's well posted, and it's it's 50 miles an hour, people. All right, so anything then close today? You say at 9 o'clock this morning we got something? Is that what you said, sir? Right. During the week, we allow the contractors to close lanes and yeah. and ramp from 9 to 3. So, yeah, northbound will close one lane. They'll be working over on the left shoulder. Southbound will be reduced to one-lane traffic from 45th Street down to 37th. So we'll see a lot of congestion again today, just like we did yesterday. So if you can avoid the north junction between 9 and 3 today, tomorrow and the next day, that's probably a wise bet. My feeling is uh, maybe somebody might think I'm wrong. We've had a pretty mild winter this year as far as, uh, you know, getting treatment on the streets and highways and so forth. Uh, I'm certain you have you probably have plenty of stuff left over where if something would happen in the next two weeks, you could get out there and treat those highways, right? Oh, I think we will. And and it, it looks very possible that Friday morning's commute might require that. Well, it could be a little sick Friday morning. All right. Tom? Could be. Very good, Tom. Thanks for being with us this morning. As always, Tom Hine from the Kansas Department of Transportation. Steve at 10 in the morning here on KNSS. And uh, just a couple of uh, quick thoughts this morning. First of all, not only did my car uh, poop out on me Monday. That's always stressful. My watch stopped. 
I have a Fitbit. What's and going it's, on had, with you? I had it about three years, and I really have grown to really like it. I always have a watch. But. So Shelly and I went out yesterday afternoon after we got the car taken care of. And we went out and uh, I bought me a Fitbit, Dad. A new one. Oh! Look at the size of that. You know, it's, it's got, uh, got Ted's looking at it now. All I did was turn my wrist, and it says 737, which is the time. Up in the corner, it's got the steps. I've already got 3,300 steps this morning just around here. Look at you. Uh, looks like the BP is about 56. 56. Now, I don't know what. Do you have any What do you mean, BP 50? What's that mean? Blood pressure. What's blood pressure 56 mean? It means that uh, I'd like to be what around What is it supposed 60. to be? Oh, at rest, I like to be around 60, somewhere in oh, there. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know what this is, but I can't. This bottom one, I don't know what it is, Ted. Do you have any idea? It's got like a flame, and it says 975. You're asking the wrong person. I have no idea. <laughs> well, Shelly put this. He, she got this all installed for me last night. But 975. There's a little what flame mean? down there. Mm, I don't know. Mm. The calories you're burning? I Maybe don't know. it's calories. Hmm. I'll find I out. I don't know. Mm. I couldn't be burning calories. All right. Anyway, well, so I got 3,300 steps. Sure, you're burning calories. All right. How about this uh, possible ban on plastic bags that the city... Council's taking another look at. Yeah, there are many cities around the country that are doing stuff like this. And, you know, I, I'm for that, but I am such a creature of habit and dishabit that I haven't gotten myself. Uh, although yesterday, Shelly and I went to the store together, and we did, hey, let's take our bags in, you know, our, re, re, our returnable, whatever. whatever. Reusable. Reusable, yeah. We took them, and we used them. Of course, the uh, at the checkout lane at the Dillon's, uh, they didn't really... They've got one space where you got to put them over there, and we kind of stumbled through this whole thing. But, you know, they're the ones who were st- talking, what, two or three years ago. We're going to go no plastic. And yeah. they, they, it's, it's been a transition for a while, but people are going to have to change their habits. To me, it's like this, like using a seatbelt. I never used a seatbelt. Then it became law. I just, well, i got to do it. And I've, mm-hmm. I've got it now. But it takes a while to change it. I think that loading the uh, landfills in the ocean with plastic is not a good idea. And uh, it's, you know, at the same time, if you go to, if you go to all paper, then you got you're using trees. So, the returnable, reusable bag's the way to go on that, as far as I'm concerned. Let's see what happens. See what the city council does, because when they do that, if they do that, it's going to be a lot of people that are going to be moaning and, and complaining about it. You know that. Yeah, it, it's interesting. I switched to those reusable bags years ago, yeah. six, seven years ago, something like that. I switched to those. One thing I noticed, I used to have. And whole drawers or a closet or a cabinet is basically just nothing but those bags that I was either saving to use as like trash bags or saving to return to the store. And when I finally got rid of all the ones that I uh, had collected, I I don't fill that up anymore. That's all just space that I don't have yeah, to. You got some space. Yeah. But those, uh, those plastic bags, are, they make great liners for little trash cans. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of uses for them. Yeah. There are other things you can do with them. You can use it for doggy doo and kitty litter. That's true. I mean, very good. If you don't have those plastic bags, where are you putting all that (laughs) stuff? Just take it out with your bare hands. What about the fireworks thing, Ted? If you apply for this permit or whatever, this is the idea now. It's not solid yet. You can shoot off the fireworks that go over six feet at your house. On your property. On your property. Well, the ones I've seen, and I've seen them. Every year, I see them illegally shot at a certain neighborhood. They go up about oh, a hundred feet in the air mm-hmm. and then drift. Mm-hmm. So, what good is that? 
Well, if they catch you, they'll find you a thousand bucks. I mean, if you've got a permit, what I'm saying is, if you've got a permit and you're shooting these things off, and you catch your neighbor's house on fire, you're legal. So well, that'll, that'll be our first lawsuit. Then <laughs> I mean, it's like when you shoot a bullet in the air, it comes down someplace. <laughs> well. Oh. It'll be interesting what the wording is on the document you have to sign to get your license. It could be a, you know, a waiver of, <laughs> I will accept responsibility for fires that I cause. You know, it, that could be a part of the, the legalese behind getting one of those permits. <laughs> I have a feeling we need just to, uh, I don't know the answer, but I, we need to just have everybody in the town have their garden hoses ready to go and... They're all volunteers ready on that day. But I remember that's what we do now. When we had bottle rockets, I remember at Fourth of July weekend. Those are still illegal. Yeah, but there was there was a time when you could shoot those off and catch your neighbor's roof. And we had multiple fires on the Fourth of July Mm -hmm. around here. Lots of houses burning. So uh, we don't have to uh, make the decision. The city council does. That's why we pay them all that money, Ted. That's why there's a fireworks committee. A fire. (laughs) A fireworks. We had to form our own our own committee to even address this problem. Yeah. I, you know, and I, I, honestly, I don't spend much on fireworks anymore. I haven't for about, oh, 40 years. So I don't really care much about it. But uh, a lot of people. That, a lot of people go to those tents and pluck down hundreds oh, of dollars. And a good fundraiser for some people, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fireworks, a big controversy. 742 now. Steve and Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Coming up, we got the Wichita Business Journal this morning. And their update, City unveils $400 million proposed plan for downtown Wichita on the East River Bank. We're going to tell you about that coming up. Steve and Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Steve and Ted in the morning, KNSS, 747 here. First day of March. Three big things. Three. Kansas clinches at least a share of the Big 12 men's basketball title after a 67-63 win over Texas Tech. Two. Wichita City Council Task Force looks at single-use plastic bags and possible changes in the city's fireworks policy. One. House Select Committee focusing on growing threat from China. Three big things, Steve and Ted on KNSS. We want to watch for a fire crew response and the report of a car fire, uh, Central and Tyler. Watch for that. Uh, you'll uh, expect a slowdown in that area. Again, that's uh, Central and Tyler. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. It's brought to you by Joe DeBrava and Carl's Goodyear Tire, located downtown at Market and Waterman and online at carlstire.com, your home for complete car care. Sunny today with a high of 58 degrees. Increasing clouds tonight. The overnight low 34. Thursday, cloudy, breezy, and cooler. 60% chance for rain tomorrow. And a high of 45 degrees. Now a clear sky. 40 degrees. We have a north wind at 15 miles per hour. Hatman Jacks, the nation's third largest hat store, can help you find just the right hat for any lifestyle. With a change in season coming soon, make sure you're ready for any kind of weather. Hatman Jacks is open Monday through Saturday, just north of Riverfront Stadium at the Clock Tower in Delano. Stephen, 10 in the morning here on KNSS. Another down close on Wall Street Tuesday. 
Stocks losing steam in the final hour of trading and closing lower, with the major averages ending the month in the red. Stocks charged higher to kick off the new year, but the gains unraveled as hotter-than-expected economic data made investors reassess their expectations of the Fed's monetary policy. And Target said slower sales growth and rising operating costs hurt its profit in the most recent quarter. However, shares of Target rose nearly 2% as quarterly sales and earnings came in higher than analysts had forecast. The Dow winners, Boeing, Home Depot and American Express, the Dow Decliners, Amgen, United Health Group, and Goldman Sachs. The Dow falling 232 points, the Nasdaq down 11, S&P 500 down 12. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. Putting olive oil in coffee is hardly a tradition in Italy, but that didn't stop Starbucks interim CEO Howard Schultz from launching a series of beverages doing just that in Milan. Starbucks says Schultz came up with the notion of adding olive oil to coffee after visiting an olive oil producer in Sicily last summer. He worked with an in-house coffee drink developer to come up with recipes. The Olito Five Drinks Assortment launched last week at the company's Milan Roastery that's putting olive oil in coffee. Let's take a look at local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. The city of Wichita's new $400 million plan for the east bank of the Arkansas River downtown keeps and updates its 50-year-old anchor buildings, Century 2, and the former Central Library, while expanding current convention space. That plan was unveiled yesterday. It does not address a new performing arts center, but it does put an end to the $1.2 billion riverfront legacy master plan, which did have momentum three years ago, but then it hit the COVID-19 wall before it could be presented to the city council and the county officials, as well as the public. The cost of this plan, unveiled yesterday in a workshop format to the Wichita City Council, includes $55 million to repurpose 53-year-old Century 2 and $15 million to renovate the 55-year-old former library. Another $160 million would cover a pedestrian bridge over the river, parking, landscaping, and riverfront improvements. City Manager Robert Layton told the council that plans for a new performing arts center are in the works and would be in place before the $400 million plan progresses. The owners of Kansas Star Casino have submitted an application to the state proposing the construction of a new historical horse racing gaming facility in Park City. Called Diamond Joe Park City, the proposed facility will be a $160 million entertainment district including up to 1,000 horse racing machines, a steakhouse, cocktail lounge, a fan-duel-themed sports bar, a meeting and convention space, and what's expected to be the first Amazon Go store in Kansas. Wichita-based Genesis Health Clubs adding its 62nd and 63rd fitness facilities nationally, reaching into Kentucky for the first time. The company saying yesterday it has purchased two facilities in Louisville, the Blairwood Tennis Swim and Fitness Club, and the Louisville Tennis Club. Contract terms were not disclosed. That's local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. Steve and Ted in the morning here on KNSS. And uh, it looks like maybe a a plan that could go forward on what to do with the the river uh, river bank down there on the east side. Uh, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. There's going to be seems a lot. Like we, of, seems like we have one of these grandiose plans come about every two years, and nothing ever happens. Well, maybe maybe something will happen. Maybe this side. is the one. Who yeah. knows? <laughs> I'm sure there'll be plenty of public input on it. Uh, today is World Music Therapy Day. It's a day for people all around the world to celebrate the healing power of music. Now, people have always known and, and the healing power of medicine. Spoken spoken about the power and benefits of music. I 
I, I agree with this. Music therapy exists as a clinical field. Music therapists uh, use people, music to help people, uh, especially children, people with disabilities, people with mental issues, and the elderly. And the reason I think uh, I'm a believer in this is because, frank, frankly, if uh, I put on the right kind of music, it, it calms me down. So I've seen that. But my cousin, Alicia, uh, is, a, is a pioneer in this. Dr. Alicia Clare, she's, uh, she's a, was dean of music at the University of Kansas, uh, and she's retired now, but she's done a lot of research in this field. And I know she's written at least one book about it, about her findings, and, and she's worked with people with music and used it for therapy. Now, Alicia is uh, a cousin on my dad's side of the family. My, my father's side of the family is loaded with musicians. I mean, mm-hmm. people who can play the piano, the yeah. horn, everything. And uh, Alicia comes from a very musical family, and uh, yeah, she she got into this, and she says, "Yeah, there's a lot of great things can be done with music therapy." So there you go, seven fifty four. There's always music playing at my house. Got somebody got something going all the time. I, if I'm not watching a TV show, I've got music playing. It's kind of what I like to do. I like to do something that even if I'm I'm reading a book or something, I like to have something going on there. Well, Brad, and study after study kind of showed that kids that learn how to play a musical instrument have a tendency to do a lot better in school than kids who don't. Hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. lots, where, of, lots of studies on that. So. Where did that music DNA get to you? It did not. I know. Um, what, what happened? I, I don't know. Uh, it, actually, it did not. Now, my wife is... A, now, you've got a granddaughter in the industry. I've got a, my, my granddaughter, Evan, is a recording artist at the yeah. age of 19. And uh, my wife's a good singer. She's She's been in choirs and, and in Wichita Chorus. So she's a good singer. I just, uh, you know, in the shower. No, I didn't even sing in the shower. I don't sing. I'll leave it up to you. You're my, you're the singer. Oh, okay. <laughs> We've got to have a balance here, right? Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, music therapy day. That's 755, Stephen Ted. Hey, stay with us. Coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. We've got a lot of good stuff for you this morning. Got the latest on uh, two shootings in Wichita. That's coming up in, in the 8 o'clock hour. Ted has sports on the way, right, Ted? Yeah, senior night in Lawrence last night for the KU men's basketball team. We'll hear from Coach Self, get some highlights of a close game coming up in sports. Plus entertainment news, the blur. Yeah, we got uh, good inter- interesting names and audio that'll pop up in the blur 40 minutes from now. Get your entertainment news. Make sure you're here for that at 835. And as always, traffic and weather in the 8 o'clock hour. Stay with us, Steve and Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS.